you are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team, 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 team. Hello, Dodger fans, and welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. I'm Vince Samperio, Chavez Ravine Fiends. And we are through another week here with Jeff Snyder of Baseball Essential. Jeff, how are you doing? I'm ready to come out swinging like Miles Garrett. <laughs> That's Very a football timely. reference. Look at you, timely and football. You are. We're starting this episode off right. I was even watching the game. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We're we're making Jeff all around sports fan over here. All right. So obviously we are going to talk about Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger was named MVP. He beat out Yelich and Rendon. We'll talk about Bellinger as a and has in his season some of the weird MVP votes that were cast, and get a little bit into who ex, who rejected, accepted qualifying offers, and one guy that's now off the Dodgers' radar. Before all that, a quick reminder to subscribe to Locked On Dodgers wherever you get your podcasts. If you do not use Apple, but you have it, subscribe on there as well. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcasts locked on Dodgers. We should also mention we have the last part of our Ross Stripling interview today. Yeah, that too. That's definitely uh, part of it. But uh, let's start real quick. So there was two guys that accepted qualifying offers, Jake Odorizzi and Jose Abreu. And then no one else accepted. And then Will Smith signed with the Braves. So, Jeff, uh, nothing really surprising but yeah. uh, well, except Will Smith signing probably earlier than any other two, three weeks earlier than any free other free big free agent is going to sign. Yeah, and we said before Will Smith once the Giants made him a qualifying offer that made it a lot less likely that the Dodgers were going to sign him. Um, not out of the question, but uh, but it sounds like from what I read on Twitter, sounds like Smith's agent was using the qualifying offer deadline because to. You know, yesterday, Thursday afternoon was the deadline for players to accept or reject qualifying offers. And he was using that as leverage with the Braves, saying, look, he has a $17.8 million offer on the table for one year. And so uh, he's going to accept that unless you make a good offer. And I like that. I thought that was a cool negotiating tactic. Um, obviously, he took less per year. He's only getting about $13 million per year, but it's $22 million more in guaranteed money. And so good for him. Um, obviously, you and I both like Will Smith. Wouldn't have minded having him, uh, but you know, once once he had the qualifying offer, it probably wasn't be going to be the Dodgers anyway. And I'll take getting him out of the National League West instead. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not too concerned with the Dodgers not getting him because, like I said, uh, if they were going to lose a draft pick, it would not be for Will Smith. Yep. All right, so let's get. The man of the hour. Let's celebrate Cody Bellinger. He won MVP like we both thought. Uh, wasn't as close. Uh, wasn't that close, really. He won by a pretty decent margin. Uh, Jeff, let's, what do you want to talk about first? You know, you know, the closer it got to the announcement, the more and more sure I was that it was going to be Bellinger. Just 
you know, it's easy to, in the disappointment of the postseason, a lot of that talk was, you know, people getting nervous about Bellinger. It was in in the wake of another disappointing postseason, but the votes were cast before the postseason. And so basically what you had was Bellinger, who started off hot and then gradually got worse each month, but still his worst month was still pretty darn good. Um, and you had Yelich, who, who was pretty good, and then got hurt at the end of the year. Uh, you know, and, and really what it boiled down to was uh, I kind of had a feeling that the voters were going to appreciate Cody's defense. And it's funny that a, a hitter as good as Cody, what won him the MVP was his defense. And that's really what it boils down to. I, I think you could make a case that Yelich and or Rendon were Cody's equal or maybe even a little bit better offensively uh, this year, maybe. But defensively, I mean, Cody was just so good at three different positions defensively, and he was absolutely the right choice as MVP, and I'm glad that the voters got it right because you could tell it meant a lot to him, and it's uh, it's awesome. We've been chanting MVP since early April, and it was nice to see it happen. Yeah. Yeah, his, uh, you know, see, we haven't really seen Belly emotional like that. Uh, but, you know, the, the moment – his parents, everything, you know, got to him. And it was good to see that. Uh, it was a nice little moment. And, yeah, like you said, it, it Kristen Yelich isn't, you know, bad on defense. I think he was – I think he actually had a lot of assists, which doesn't mean you're good on defense, but it means you have a decent arm. Uh, but, yeah, Cody just all-around prowess at three different positions. Uh, the super hot start and then, you know, just kind of maintained it the rest of the year uh, was too much to handle. So, he actually, the MVP awards actually were both in Southern California. I would not say they're both in Los Angeles, but they're both in Southern California. Mike Trout won on the other side, uh, which is what we both picked. I picked yeah. Mike Trout, although I thought the voters would go Bregman, but they didn't. And kind of from what everything has happened this last week, I'm glad it did go to Trout yeah. uh, a little more so than I would have before. Yeah, the timing would have been really bad if Bregman had won it, uh, even not considering the fact that Trout deserved it more. Um, you know, yeah, it, it's it's very good that an Astro didn't win it. It sucks that an Astro had to win Cy Young, but, you know, an Astro was for sure going to win Cy Young anyway. Uh, and, you know, I think Charlie Morton was third, right? So yeah. you had two Astros and a guy who was on the Astros back when they were cheating in 2017. So, you know, the American League can bite me basically when it comes to pitchers. But Garrett Cole can come to the Dodgers. Yeah, definitely. All right, so we had, you know, some – there's always interesting votes, especially when it comes to MVP when there's 10 guys on the ballot. Um, Jeff, I know we had one guy that voted, Coley Bellinger, fifth. But if you check out his website, you completely understand. And, yeah, yeah, Tracy oh. Ringlesby has been an idiot for a long time. Uh, his taste in MVP candidates is roughly as good as his taste in headwear. Um, yeah, <laughs> I – I cowboy I, hats, by the way. Yeah, I've been a a big, uh, whatever the opposite of fan is of Tracy Ringlesby for a long time. I think he's uh, kind of useless, and his his MVP ballot showed it. He had Yelich fourth and Bellinger fifth. He had Rendon first. He was the only guy who voted Rendon first, and then I think it was Freeman and Arenado. Yeah, Freddie Freeman and Nolan Arenado. Um, it, it, it's just a garbage ballot, top to bottom. And Tracy Ringlesby should be embarrassed to put his name on that. I'm sure he's not because 
if he was the kind of guy who got embarrassed about saying stupid things, he would have quit his job a long time ago because he's been doing that for a long time. Yeah, and uh, I think for me the other team that was surprising was Kevin Pillar got oh a, gosh. A, an MVP vote from a Giants beat writer, Hank Shulman. Uh, Kevin Pillar and I think believe his seven three five or seven five three OPS on the year. Uh, yeah, got an MVP vote. Yeah, Hank Shulman uh, is is right up there with with Tracy Ringlesby on people I'm likely to join a fan club for. Uh, he's the guy who whines about the music at Dodger Stadium. Uh, yeah, he's just a piece of garbage. And uh, Kevin Pillar, according to Wins Above Replacement, Kevin Pillar was the eighth best player on the Giants this year. The Giants were a bad team. Pilar was their eighth best player. And yet, Hank Shulman decided that Kevin Pilar was the 10th best player in the league. Um, and maybe he's using some stupid definition of value. And, you know, uh, but, you know, the way you provide value to a team is by playing baseball well. And Kevin Pilar doesn't do that. And so uh, that's a garbage vote, too. Uh, basically, you know, it, it's meaningless. A 10th place vote doesn't mean anything. Uh, but it does mean that any inclination I ever had to take Hank Shulman seriously about anything is gone. Uh, so, you know, uh, other things that are interesting that, on the ballots that, that weren't as embarrassing or disappointing. I thought it was interesting that both Milwaukee voters voted for Yelich, both LA voters voted for Bellinger, but both Washington DC voters also voted for Bellinger. Uh, neither of them voted for Rendon. Um, so that was, that was interesting to see. I mean, really, not, I'm not going to say homerism is the only reason to vote for Yelich. I'm sure there were people who genuinely thought he was a better player this year. Uh, but it, it's, uh, it did kind of fall on homeristic lines uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, Max Muncy got two votes uh, down ballot. I think it was a sixth and an eighth or eighth and a tenth or something. Um one from an Arizona writer and one from a San Francisco writer, the one who's not Hank Shulman. Uh, and then Hyunjin Ryu got one eighth place vote from a writer from New York. Uh, so both of them got some points, not any from any of the LA writers. So that was interesting. It's interesting to me. Uh, one other thing that I found interesting was that both Atlanta voters had Freddie Freeman ahead of Ronald Acuna, even though there, you know, there was talk throughout the season that Acuna might actually have a case for MVP, but the guys who watched the Braves every day didn't even think Acuna was the most valuable player on the Braves. You think that had anything to do with, uh, you know, Acuna's antics or whatever you want to call it, whatever people want to call it? Well, I mean, yeah, not the ones in the postseason because the votes were in by then, but yeah, he did have, he got benched against the Dodgers late in the season for not running one out. Um, I'm sure there was some of that. I also know, I, I've i actually talked to the, the guy who hosts Locked, hosts Locked on Braves about Freddie Freeman, and people who watch the Braves a lot are convinced that Freddie Freeman is the best defensive first baseman in baseball. Um, the, the defensive metrics don't say that, uh, but people who watch the Braves are convinced of it. I don't know if that's a case of, uh, apparently he's really good at scooping throws in the dirt. Uh yeah. I, I, don't, I don't put a ton of value I mean, the on The Cardinals that. don't score 10 runs in the first in game five if he makes routine plays. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's that. And I don't put a lot of value on scooping throws in the dirt because I feel like that's 
kind of the easiest thing for a first baseman to do most of the time because these fields are so well manicured. It's like uh, if you get an in-between hop, it can be tough, but most throws in the dirt are like anybody except Jock Peterson can make those plays basically. And so uh, I don't give him a lot of credit for that. And I think that's why he gets gets all that defensive buzz. Uh, but yeah, so I, I don't know why it is. might be interesting. Maybe we'll have to talk with the guy who hosts Locked on Braves sometime and, and see what he thinks about that. But uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting anyway, that the guys who watch the Braves the most put Freeman ahead of, ahead of Acuna. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, overall, just, you know, we talked about it obviously all year. Bellinger just had one of those years. The Dodgers posted a video and I know they kept it to a minute probably for Instagram purposes, but it could have been you know, four to five minutes if you wanted to really put all his his big plays. But they did a good job of, of getting his big plays. You know, Robin Yelich, the walk-off home runs, the hot start, the, the all the throws. Um, you know, he just had a – he brought a lot to the team. And, you know, the biggest thing they talked about on the MLB Network show was just improving from last year. And he said he was humbled last year when he got platooned in a bad end to the year, wanted to get better, and, you know, you can't get much better than MVP. Yep. Yeah, I'm happy for Bellinger. You know, we, we had Bellinger on our old podcast when he was in AA. And so, you know, from podcast guest with us to MVP in three years is uh, pretty impressive. So, Yeah, so yep. all you Dodger minor leaguers, just come on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, congrats right. to Cody. <laughs> yeah, congrats. All right, Jeff, you got anything else nope. before we uh, get on to Ross? Nope. All right, so our last part of our uh, interview with Ross Shipling is coming up. He's going to talk a little bit about being a stockbroker, uh, his first year of arbitration coming up, uh, the next new thing he wants to try in life. You know, he's a baseball player, stockbroker, podcaster, uh, one more thing. And a really fun segment where Jeff came up with some rapid-fire questions about Dodgers teammates, kind of like superlatives uh, that they do in the yearbooks. So stick around for that and stay locked on Dodgers. All right, here is the fifth and final part of our interview with Ross Stripling. So a lot of people talking to you, talking about you, bring up the fact that you're a licensed stockbroker. Is that the right word? I don't know. Is it? Yeah, yes, it okay. is. I didn't know if that was like a stewardess that we don't call them stockbrokers anymore, you know? <laughs> but uh, so I don't want to go too much into that, except in one particular aspect, which is you are arbitration eligible for the first time this year, which means uh, you're going to get a raise and are you already, you know, you don't know exactly how much you'll be making, but I have to assume the financial side of you is already uh, like Dr. Evil, $1 million. Yeah. What are your thoughts as you're about to get a big raise and what are you going to do with that? Right. Yeah. The, the, the finance side of me is, is stoked. You know, it, it, uh, it's going to be fun. You know, you work really hard for, you know, you could say, yeah, four years in the big leagues, but it goes all the way back to high school and all that, right, to get to this point and, and be able to, you know, hopefully make some money to really be able to take care of my family moving forward. So, you know, this is, at least from a money standpoint, what you dream of, right? So we're, we're finally there, which is awesome. And, and then to go through the arbitration process is going to be fun because, like I said, I'm a, I'm a finance guy, I'm a money guy. So to kind of see the negotiation and back and forth between myself and my agent with the organization and just to see how that goes down, you know, I think you can read probably five to ten articles out there that give you a pretty good estimate of what I'm going to what I'm going to make. You know, they already know my comps and stuff like that before I do. So, 
you know, we'll see how the whole process shakes down. But as far as what I'm going to spend it on, I'm going to be the lame guy, right, that invests it. <laughs> but try and find some new ways to invest it. You know, I'm, I'm extremely exposed to the market right now. And, um, you know, a lot of people would tell you you need to diversify it out. So maybe try and find some private deals that you can invest in and, and um, even like, you know, between real estate and things like that and try and diversify the portfolio a little bit that way if, if uh, we hit another 2008 or even the end of last year was, was really ugly too, that I'm not just going to get hammered. Yeah. And the Dodgers never go to arbitration hearings. So I assume you're not really expecting to take it all the way to that. Uh, they, they seem to have the philosophy that there's no point in getting into a, you know, where, where it's just us against you, you know, pitting each other. Oh, against, sure. Yeah. Yeah. The Dodgers don't seem to, to believe in that. They try to avoid that at all costs. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think it's been 20 plus years since they've gone to a hearing and, you know, we don't really sign guys to extensions like you're seeing all over baseball right now because we historically pay guys well in arbitration. So if you go out and you play well, you're going to get paid for it in arbitration, which is, you know, is a good thing. And, um, you know, I'm sure there's some guys on our team that wish they could sign the Acuna and Bregman deals, you know, and, and lock up some guaranteed money for years to come but at the end of the day our, our front office does a good job of paying guys in arbitration so go out and, and play well and and you're going to get rewarded for it yeah the dodgers definitely hold down the floor when it comes to that all right so we, we talked about talk about we're talking about your podcast you're obviously a baseball player uh you're very multi-dimensional what's the next dimension you're going to add to the ross stripling portfolio good question uh probably fatherhood i guess does that count you know we're that definitely counts by no means am I announcing anything on on your <laughs> podcast. Uh, my but wife you will when it's time that, to announce that, something, but, right? Yeah, but I I imagine that's you know a year to a year and a half away. So I might uh, I might turn into just a baseball player and a father at that point, you know. But for right now, I have plenty of free time to explore other things, and I'm enjoying it and enjoying the platform that I have to open doors to different things in life. But you know, looking forward to being a dad at some point in the near future as well. So that'll probably be the next big endeavor that I tackle. I'm sure you have a lot of practice with all the kids in the clubhouse right now. Yeah, man, we got kids all over. So, <laughs> uh, and they're all great kids. So that, that makes it fun. And, and just what a cool lifestyle for a kid to get to grow up in, you know, and I think, you know, Kershaw's kid, his son is starting to get old enough to where he can go run the bases and hit out on Dodger stadium. I mean, how cool is that? So that's the dream is to have a son and to be able to play long enough to where he can remember, you know, taking batting practice on Dodger stadium and that kind of stuff. I want to do some, uh, I have some questions here about your teammates. Like I have, I think there's 12 questions, you know, most likely teammate to blank. And okay. so, uh, you know, rapid fire, you just give me a name, uh, most likely to do whatever. Uh, and plead the fifth is a, is a valid response. Uh, if you feel the need. All right. Most likely to win a spelling bee. Oh, man. Uh, it's not Verdugo. Uh, <laughs> so most likely to win is probably Bueller. Vanderbilt guy, he's smart. Okay. Most likely to know all the words to the whole Hamilton soundtrack. <laughs> uh, most people would say me because I'm always singing. Uh, Russell Martin, he's a nice. cultured man. Yeah, his dad's a musician too, so he's probably into that. Uh, most likely to crack a joke at a funeral. Oh, gosh. Uh, Verdugo. <laughs> uh, most likely to cry watching The Notebook. Ooh, good question. Uh, David Freeze. Okay, I like that. 
uh, most likely to drive Uber in the off season, not because he needs the money, but because it sounds like fun. Oh man, so it's just someone that likes to talk, huh? That would be, uh, that would be, oh man, let me think. Oh, Rich Hill, no doubt. Okay. Rich Hill, yeah, he'd, he'd be all be about a it. Heck of an Uber driver. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be great. Awesome. Yeah, uh, most likely to have a career as an actor after baseball. Yeah, so. Probably Bellinger, right? Good looking, good looking kid. He's probably gonna be in some commercials in his in his time. You know, he'll get some practice. I could see uh, Bellinger turning uh, turning his baseball career into, you know, a bit of a Hollywood career. Who did Steve Garvey did that a little bit, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing that makes me madder than the fact that I don't look like Cody Bellinger. <laughs> I think it makes my wife even more mad that I don't. Yeah, I don't but, think you're alone, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, most likely to appear in a Domingo Ayala video. Oh yeah. man, he's come to spring training a few times. Those are great. Um, that would be Gavin Lux to me, no doubt. Or Verdugo. Verdugo's already got the chains. Uh, he would fit in, but I feel like him and I feel like Domingo and Gavin would get along well. Okay. Uh, most likely to be able to tell you off the top of his head his BABIP and his WRC plus. <laughs> if his pitching stats would be Bueller, no doubt. Uh, since they're hitting stats, it's probably Siegs. Siegs is pretty in tune with uh, – and he wouldn't do it in an arrogant way. He just knows. Okay. Uh, most likely to be able to belch the alphabet. Ooh. Man. I want to say David Freeze again. Uh, can I go – oh, man, good question. Gosh. I don't know. Sorry. Okay. Pass. Free, freeze seems like a good answer because he's got that he's that fatherly type and that's totally yeah, a dad that's, thing to be able that's to that's why do. I went there. I don't even know if I've ever heard him belch. I just yeah. that was, he just came to my mind. Uh, most likely to accidentally talk to a starter during a no hitter because he didn't know he was throwing a no hitter. Oh man, good question. Verdugo. <laughs> right? I mean that one's obvious. Verdugo, uh, Gavin Lux, or even like Tony Gonsolin is kind of a, a funny guy when he's not pitched and he'd be in the locker room. I mean, not a lot. He'd be in the dugout and probably be the guy that would come up and sit next to you in between the eighth and the ninth <laughs> and strike up a conversation. Uh, I think got uh, two more. Most likely to go on the injured list because he hurt his wrist signing too many autographs. <laughs> uh, Max Muncy. That sounds about right. Uh, and last one, most likely to get lost on his way to Dodger Stadium. <laughs> this is just a Verdugo questionnaire. <laughs> it's, it's, I thought uh, we'd get that, one that or two one's... Jock Petersons there at some yeah, point. Yeah, Jock. Jock's married with a kid now, so he's grown up in a hurry. But, uh, yeah, three years ago, probably Jock, but now it's it's Verdugo for sure. Nice. I think that's a good place to end at. Yeah, I, I think that covers everything I had. So thank you, Ross. This was awesome. We appreciate you taking time. You know, as Dodger fans, you know, we, we do this podcast as fans, and it's awesome to be able to get to share your personality with, with our listeners and, and other Dodger fans. So we really appreciate this. And, uh you know, we'll have to do it again sometime. Yeah, happy to do it, and would love to do it again. Uh, make sure and shoot me the link or just tell me when it's posted so I can go find it and uh, listen to it. And then, uh, man, you guys, daily is impressive. Keep up the good work. <laughs> hey, thanks. <laughs> yeah, at least we got winter meetings and stuff coming up. And and it sounds like we're going to be major players in the postseason, I mean, in the off season. So hopefully yeah, I just hope something happens in the off season, not like the last couple talk years. About. So. I got to think we're under the gun to spend some dough. I mean, we've been under the luxury tax two years in a row, and there's three major, major free agents out there. I don't know how we don't make a run at one or two of them. Yep. That's the idea. Yeah. Um, all right, finish it off. Uh, your self-promotion. Give everybody your media handles and all that. Oh, yeah, thank you. All right, yeah, so 
Thanks, guys. My podcast is called The Big Swing Podcast. You can find it anywhere that you listen to podcasts between uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Podbean, all those good places. Uh, the Instagram handle is at Big Swing Podcast. And then my Instagram handle is at Ross underscore Stripling. Yeah, thanks, guys. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. There you have it. Our entire Ross Stripling interview is now out and live and in the open. We want to once again thanks Ross uh, for reaching out to us and getting himself on our podcast. So if more Dodger players want to do that, they're more than welcome to to do that. Um, my son was a little disappointed that Ross wasn't inviting me to be on his podcast. So apparently, my son is more impressed by Ross's podcast than by ours. Hey, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure other people feel that sentiment, but. Regardless, we had the best of both worlds. We had his podcast world and our podcast. So uh, your son should be proud of that. All right. uh, That'll do it for this week. We will come back next week to talk about whatever happens. If there's any more free agent news or anything that happens in the Dodgers world. If not, we'll come up with some fun drafts or something to do. Remember, you can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Himalaya, whatever you use. Uh, If you do not use Apple, but you have an iPhone or you have Apple access, please subscribe on there as well. If you like the show, please show us, download, listen, subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends, tell your family, post about us when you're listening on Instagram or on Twitter, you know, let people know word of mouth, whether actual mouth or via social media mouth is uh, all beneficial to us. If you want to follow us on social media, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Dodgers. You can find Jeff on Twitter at Snydog. You can find me at Vince Samperio. If you want to call and leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text, you can do so at 323-863-LOCK. Or you can send us an email, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us. When you get in your car, tell your smart device to play a podcast, Lockdown Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk say to you later. D. I say D O D O D G E R S. The team that's all heart, all heart, and all thumbs. They're my Los Angeles, your Los Angeles, our Los Angeles. Do you think we'll really win the pennant? Bye.